you're only focused on the two-day prime event for two days, you're doing it wrong. You must, must stretch this event into a two-week event. It is an investment in your listing. It is an investment in future full price, higher margin sales. The evidence is clear. Establish that foothold with video and commercials and be ready for what's coming to be ready to be that next billion dollar brand. Welcome to the day two podcast, where we give you the unfiltered truth to launch, grow and protect your brand on Amazon and beyond. Welcome to the day two podcast. Today's episode, stunning fall prime day BSR results and major news from Amazon Unboxed. I'm Jason Boyce, founder and CEO of Avenue 7 Media and host of the Day 2 Podcast. With me today is Liz LaValle, recently promoted to Vice President of Client Growth here at Avenue 7. And her other right arm, besides Albert, uh, Liz, Colleen Ionesco, Senior Manager of Traffic and Advertising. Liz and Colleen, how are you guys doing today? Awesome. Great. Happy to be on. We're recording on a Friday, so it's, you know, you guys are extra happy today. Uh, I know it was a long week. No better way to wrap up the week. In a moment, we're going to check in with Liz regarding the results from the Fall Prime Day event managed by Av7 for our clients. We've shared on previous episodes Liz's plan for extending the Prime Day from a two-day event to a two-week event to drive sustainable rank and sales improvements. It's took us a while to deliver our results compared with some of the other agencies out there. They like to give results the day of or the next day, but we take a longer view of this. So it's taken us a little longer to share this with our audience. But it's, it, remember, it's not just about Prime Day results. It's about what happens after the big tentpole event. So Liz, tell us what you learned for our clients who participated in the way that we recommended they participate. Yeah. So what we were really interested about is what happens after the discounting ends? You know, did, did your product go right back to where it was before you did the discounting? Um, what kind of a halo effect do you get? And so as you all will remember, we were recommending that brands run a two-week campaign to see more sustained uh, results and better ranking. And so what we saw is two and a half weeks after the event, we measured, we measured BSR. And for our clients that followed our recommended strategy, they had 240% more improvement in BSR versus our clients that only ran a two-day event. 240%. That number's so big, it's worth repeating, Liz. Any key learnings from the data? I know you guys had a mountain of data after this event because we were able to get so much particip uh, participation from our clients. But what'd you find in the tea leaves there, Liz? Yeah, yeah. So for this 240%, we were looking at clients that only clients that participated in um, fall big prime big deals days, fall prime day. And so we looked at clients that participated with just the typical kind of uh, strategy, which is just participating for those two days, and then clients that ran our two week campaign. And that's where we saw the 240% difference in rank. But we also learned some interesting things about um, rev just revenue increases as well. And really the type of discount um, that people ran was the big headline. So we saw that if clients participated with any kind of a discount, you know, in any way, they had a 130% increase in revenue versus a typical day, an average day. But clients who participated with a prime exclusive discount of at least 15% off or more had a 185% increase in sales. So a much bigger bump um, with that prime exclusive discount. And really what the headline was there is the nice big red 
badge that you got with that discount that said you are officially participating. Um, So you kind of got officially enrolled. I mean, those are really stunning numbers. The amount of traffic that comes even in a fall prime day, which is kind of like the stepbrother or sister to the July fall prime day, which is typically better. The amount of traffic that comes in for especially the amount of sales traffic and sales that come in for the folks that participate, you said it. A silly little thing like that red badge drives results. The coupon, what color is the coupon badge lives? I think it's yellow. It's like a pale green. It's a green pale now. Pale green now. Okay, right. So I think at different phases of the checkout, they, they actually change colors in there as well. But um, it, it's all about the badge. It's all about participating. And again, it's not about just losing money on two days if you're doing a really big discount, but it's about what you can do the weeks after that. And more importantly, Liz, what's coming up now Cyber Five. So, do you feel good about the sustainability of what we did for those participators on Fall Prime Day in terms of the lift that it's going to give them in Q4? Yeah, I think people who participated in the fall event, they definitely are more elevated now um, in rank. They probably um, got some market share from their rivals, or they did. We saw that as well. And so they're just in a slightly better position than they would have been if they hadn't participated. And so now here we are, we're coming into the Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and we're encouraging all of our clients to participate in this event as well. We're encouraging people to participate in the eight-day campaign, which goes from the 20th to the 27th. And to really be thinking about this as if this is an investment. This is not just a discount campaign. This is an investment in your listing and in your future rank. And to really just position yourself really well for the December month. Right on, Liz. Well said. And speaking of traffic, Colleen and I just got back from Amazon Unboxed in New York City and OMG. Amazon is moving fast and making the case for streaming TV ads, among other exciting announcements. Colleen, I remember the days, I'm aging myself on Amazon, when you could load an auto campaign, a PPC auto campaign, for five cents a click and magic would happen on Amazon. But what we saw in New York last week was infinitely more sophisticated than that. Let's dive into some of your takeaways uh, that you, you pulled from the show. Amazon has come a long way, baby. Indeed, indeed. Amazon did transform over the last couple of years. And I think in general, everything that revolves around PPC within the Amazon ecosystem is no longer just putting a couple of cents on an auto ad or on five keywords. It's more about building a full funnel advertising strategy, being able to drive a creative campaign within the Amazon ecosystem, which is being more and more flexible into what what it can take in in terms of creative ads and how to better target audiences and how to better find consumers within your category of products. Uh, it's a it's a great point, Clay. I mean, this this whole full funnel strategy is a very interesting one. And it's a hard concept, Liz, for folks to understand, especially small businesses, very focused. They can't burn cash. They'd have they don't have a pile of cash. They can't go sell stock or get cheap debt in order to fund their growth. They have to make money at the end of the day. On the other side of that coin, Liz, they've also got to bring in new folks to understand what their brand is about. So they need new to brand, as is often called. They need mid-funnel. They need people who are considering a product that's going to solve their problem, but they may not know your brand yet. How do you balance that 
And in conversations that we would have with our brands, what works and what doesn't work in terms of helping them understand you've got to do both. You've got to be profitable, but you've also got to invest, right? How does the, how do those some of those conversations go, Liz? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is about making sure that you're allocating budget to all levels of the funnel, right? You can't just focus on the end of the conversion cycle there. You need to be thinking about constantly um, pulling customers through that funnel and making sure that you're optimizing for um, that last decision point in that funnel, but also bringing in that brand, those brand awareness campaigns to ultimately be what's really going to grow and sustain your brand over time. What do you tell me all the time? You can't retarget and reserve an ad if you don't have enough clicks, right? You can't grow if you're not introducing or putting your product in front of online shoppers who've never heard of you before, right? Exactly. It's all about how you build the overall traffic so that you can actually start remarketing those who didn't purchase or didn't add it to cart and maybe they are just considering. So that's where the full funnel comes into place. Like you start with bringing the brand in front of the customer to different areas. And I'm, I'm not going to jump ahead here uh, on, on those topics. Definitely Amazon has showed us that they are thinking more and more about how to build brand awareness through different channels and different um, different categories of, of their own products. I mean, they really have. Let's talk about one of those that kind of blew my mind. We went and talked to the Twitch folks when we were there, Colleen. Arguably one of the most coveted demographics available to marketers is that 18 to 35-year-old crowd. And guess who has it? Twitch. Twitch advertising. For those of you who don't know what Twitch is, I'm not a gamer, so it, it's tricky for me to understand this sometimes. But it's a it's a it's a website. And Colleen's already laughing at me, Liz, because I'm going to butcher this. It's a website where you can go and watch really good gamers do online gaming. Now, I remember the first time I saw this in an airport. I was looking over a kid's shoulder, and he was watching someone do gaming. And I was like, "Excuse me, are you watching somebody play a video game?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, this is amazing." Of course, I didn't get it, old guy. And I was like would you rather play the game instead? He goes, oh yeah, but this is so much better. I can learn some of the moves and how I can make the game play. So anyway, 18 to 35 year olds, which I'm not part of that demographic, they get this and Amazon owns it and they own Twitch and it is a tremendous opportunity for brands to leverage. Colleen, I know you know Twitch. I know you know gaming, but what surprised you about what we learned about Twitch when we were at Unboxed? Well, I think the, the biggest surprise is how they, they create relationship with different streamers and how you can start advertising with specific streamers and create customized content on specific streams. Like you can go on, on a specific um, eSport platform and create customized content just for those streamers. And more than that, you can also adapt it according to your audience, which again, it's another topic, but definitely one to be explored more into how you can target different people at the same time. That's the piece that's really fascinating to me. We're going to get to that more when we talk about Thursday Night Football as an opportunity as well, because that one literally made me fall out of my chair, Colleen. But what's interesting about Twitch, we've got some clients that are in the gaming space. They sell products for gaming, and we're working with them to put together Twitch ad strategies that, to me, is a no-brainer. What was surprising to me, Colleen, is that you can also sell other stuff that's not necessarily gaming related. I mean, was that a surprise to you? Yes, yes and no. Like I, the way I see Twitch is like some sort of ESPN for games. 
I think that's a good description for Twitch. Even football fans and any other sport, they still buy soda, they still buy mattresses, they still buy all other products for day-to-day use. So I think Twitch is just like another TV channel where you can advertise any kind of product as long as you find the right relevant audience. Thanks for that, Colleen. I feel like you made another connection in my brain that helps me understand this Twitch platform more than I did before. Liz, you know, at Pajamagram or Vermont Teddy Bear, did you guys ever uh, experiment with this? And knowing what you know now, do you think if you hadn't, might have been useful for pajamas, for example? We didn't, but I do I do think I Twitch would be great to try and sell pajamas. I mean, Right, it was not our key target. Those in pajamas. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you want to be comfortable, right? If you're not in pajamas, you're in sweatpants, and it's a great opportunity. I mean, you can tie it into a lot of different products. You wouldn't, and the really cool thing is it would help us unlock a new customer demographic as well, because that wasn't our target customer demographic. It was like an older female. So to tap into that 18 to 35 audience and unlock like a new incremental part of our business would have been really cool, and I think we could have tied it in. Awesome. Awesome. I I mean, it's just been mind blowing to me in terms of what can be accomplished on that platform. I still don't fully understand it, but I feel like I'm going to force myself to sit down for an hour and watch Twitch one of these days to make sure so I could get a little smarter on it. I know, Colleen, you're laughing at me because you get this. Um, Another topic of discussion that was literally felt like it was almost in every session, Colleen, which was AMC, Amazon Marketing Cloud. After, After the Apple update that really hurt Facebook attribution, um, it's, you know, Facebook ads aren't what it used to be. Having full funnel attribution data across marketing types is more important now than ever. Liz, I know you didn't have this capability at Vermont Teddy Bear before you left there, but would you have liked this data? <laughs> I, I would have loved this data. Yeah. And, and you know, you talk, talk about attribution and Facebook losing attribution. Well, in AMC, like not only can you track conversions, but you can track all of these other shopper shopping events like when the customer views your detail page or when they add something to their cart and you can even like track when they add your product to their wish list. Um, You can track your subscribe and save conversions. So there's so much more information you can get in there about what your shopper is doing and how they're interacting through that funnel. And then you can create custom audiences too, like the audience targeting. It's so much more granular. Um, So it's really not only are you tracking, but there is there's actual ways to use that tracking and just unparalleled um, demographic purchase information, interests that you can build into these custom audiences. So it's really powerful. And Colleen, I know you live in AMC Cloud. You know, we have to pull you out of the cloud sometimes to get you in meetings. But uh, what other kind of interesting things did you learn or features that you were happy about at Unbox in regards to AMC? Well, I think the fact that uh, they, they started to explain a bit and introducing the white rooms that's that's a pretty interesting part actually in my opinion living in europe this is like more alignment on some of the things that are already happening here in terms of reglementation for data protection so i think this step in amazon for amazon doing this is uh, is quite an important one and the fact that they are emphasizing on this then on the second part this also helps you get better data because it's taking the subjective out of it. And it's just pure data that you can look at and you can understand, okay, how can I put the best audiences, overlap them and transform them into consumer profile so that I can target any product in any channel as long as I find the right audience. So 
I guess that's that's the biggest power of AMC. And of course, the fact that connecting DSP with sponsored ads allows you to find and create custom audiences based on consumers that searched for your product, but didn't purchase it and landed on your page, looked at the product, but decided not to add it to cart or anything like that. And then you can create a custom audience through AMC and target specific people who searched for your product, landed on the page and did not buy it. So that's, I think, a very interesting niche of remarketing that goes beyond uh, consumers that visit it because you can actually find consumers based on the keywords and then you can pull data to see exactly for each specific type of keyword, what was the percentage of remarketing that worked so you can understand what consumers are actually looking for. Interesting. You know, one of the things I think Procter & Gamble may have been on the stage and they were talking about some of those custom audiences, the ability to create those custom DSP audiences from AMC. And the idea that they went into a sliver of data and found out who the shoppers were that were more promotional. Like they didn't buy necessarily unless there was a deal. So they set that audience up and started delivering those ads during the tentpole events like Prime Day. And I thought, geez, that is so cool. And folks that had abandoned cart, you know, they they clearly were interested in the product. They got to the cart, maybe they had sticker shock, but being able to serve a display ad to convert them or bring them into the Amazon fold and close them ultimately on a sponsored ad or organic placement was very interesting. I mean, the layers and layers of audience segmentation that can be done with AMC and to your point, Colleen, in a clean room, so you're you're within the rules in terms of privacy, et cetera, is fascinating. I, I know that they included AMC in about 30% of all the, the, the sessions that they did. I just wonder if it was enough because this is a really big deal uh, for Amazon. And, you know, Liz, you said it, if you had the ability to go in there and create these custom audiences when you're a Vermont teddy bear and, and do these ads, how much more would you have grown that very big business that you grew? It's just another, it's just a whole new day. Yep. Exactly. That exactly. One more thing on the custom audiences, especially on what you brought up with, um, PNG with the promotions. Once you start saving those audiences, you can re-engage them when you need. So it doesn't need to go just like an ad where you need to keep pushing on it. You create it, you saved it, and you re-engage it when you want. So for example, when you have people that you know you're buy, they're buying specific on promotion days, you can re-engage those audiences exactly on those promotion days and just let them know, hey guys, we have a new promotion or Black Friday is coming. Remember, last year you came and you filled five baskets. So that's another cool feature of creating custom audiences. Going back to TV for a second, the, it's clear that Amazon is democratizing TV ads with, with streaming TV. And you know, what do I mean by that? You know, My co-author, Rick Cesari from the Amazon jungle, Rick is a legend in the DRTV world. When brands came to him to create a TV campaign, it was insanely expensive. You had to know somebody like Rick or an agency like Rick's. Then you had to spend probably a quarter million to half a million dollars to create TV ready video. And then when you had that very expensive video production done, then you had to find somebody who could, who was in the TV world who could buy that, that, that coveted placement and spaces on in, uh, in TV commercials in between shows that were on television. And it was hard, not, you know, just your everyday average, you know, small brand couldn't do it. 
it required big companies, big budgets, tons of Roblox. But well, Amazon is really changing that and they're doing it fast. Colleen, I know that streaming TV ads are attractive to every brand, no matter how big or small. But here's my question for those who might be considering doing it. Does it make sense for everyone at every stage of their business? No, because streaming TV, it's it's even though Amazon is making streaming TV accessible for everyone, I would say that for a small brand, it would be close to a drop in the ocean. And they rather spend the budget on consolidating and bringing traffic, more traffic within the store so that they have a very solid pool of people that buy, repurchase, or a constant flow of new-to-brand consumers, and then start building up more to the top funnel where you can think about a bigger scale of uh, brand awareness and building to that new-to-brand new consumers, even if we are talking about a continuous new-to-brand type of business or uh, a business that's focusing on, um, on repurchase. Either of those work the same way as long as you have a very solid base into your constant um, path of new-to-brand purchases and repeated purchases. That makes great sense. So you you need a base of awareness. And Liz, you're always preaching over here at Avenue 7. It's not just about ads. Our traffic avenue is about traffic. And so what are some other things that a brand needs to do in your mind to set that solid base to prepare them for later on and putting together streaming TV, whether it's, um, you know, in, in between a freebie episode or Thursday night, night football. Yeah. Going right to TV is certainly not phase one. Uh, The basics are still the basics and uh, we should always still start at the very beginning. So they, they need to, first of all, they need to build their brand. They need to make sure that they have um, really good product. They need to make sure they have good product reviews that they've gotten their first reviews. They need to make sure their listings fully optimized. They need to be driving traffic to that listing. They need to make sure that the, it's converting well already, that they've optimized for conversion rate. Um, and and then that then they might be ready to start building up that um, brand awareness and reaching new audiences with some TAB advertising. That's a great point, a holistic approach. And not just ads traffic too. We're talking, you need to build up some SEO. You need, you need to utilize social media to get some of that free traffic and brand awareness out there, right? Among other things, email marketing. I mean, at Vermont Taylor, where you guys had a catalog, but that that drove an email list too, right? Yeah. So it def- definitely to some of, and, and that all will work together, right? Like then the more, and you, and, you, and this TV advertising, a lot of these things that Amazon are rolling out with now. What's really interesting to me is these are true like demand generation tactics and a few years ago, I used to think about Amazon more as like a demand capture channel. And yeah. if if it wasn't if you weren't selling a product that people were already searching for, it probably wasn't the place for you. Now, with all of these new ad types that are rolling out that we're talking about today, there's so many more opportunities for you to be generating demand using using Amazon advertising, which is going to benefit not just your Amazon channel but your other channels as well. So it's thinking about about all of those options, and it's really opening up the possibilities within the Amazon advertising world. Liz, that's so smart. I feel like you just renamed the title of this podcast. You know, you're absolutely right. It used to be bottom of the funnel only. That's where people would go to close their sale. But but what what Colleen and I saw walking the floor in New York was every bit of that show was about generating demand for your brand and um, really, really great discussion. You know, another interesting one, Liz, I want to ask you about 
they were really proud. Clean. Remember when they got on the stage and they were talking about this gen. They're going all in on on generative AI. They're diving headfirst into this area. The big announcement was Gen AI cre- can create ads for display. Liz, what do you think about this? Is is any of this any good yet? Would we use it? Yeah. So what well, what it does is it takes your 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 plain uh, main image, like the image that you have on just a plain white background, and it can turn it into a lifestyle image, which is really cool. But Jason, I'm going to give you the same exact answer you gave me on the Accelerate Wrap Up co- um, podcast when you asked me about the Gen AI for listings, and it that it's what they rolled out as a 1.0 version. It's not quite perfect yet. It's not a magic solution. It's really cool. And I'm excited to see how it evolves. You know, same, same answer as the generate listings. Um, and I think they're going to evolve it pretty quickly. So it's definitely something to keep an eye on and test. It's not something to sleep on because they're going to roll out new features. And, you know, it's just the first version of it. But it is it is doing some weird things. It's not quite getting like the aspect ratio quite right. And it's the size of the product in the room or on the table or in the countertop that you put it on. It's not quite perfect, but knowing Amazon, like they're going to get there soon. So you should keep an eye on it. Agreed. So we're not using it at all for any of our display ads that you send your team, your creative team sends over to Colleen yet? Not yet, because we do have a lot of other tools that are a little bit um, further along at this point, including the native tool like that's right within Adobe Photoshop and things like that. But I think it's a good option for, you know, you sh- you can invest in uh, photography or other types of image generation options for your most important top sellers, your hero ASINs and things like that. And then maybe this is a good tool or, or some other ones, a combination of them, um, you know, for some of your other slow moving um, ASINs. And so because it's important to be leveraging this ad type for everything in your catalog and not everybody's going to have lifestyle images for everything. So it could be a tool in the in the arsenal for sure. As usual, very rational, very reasonable. That's a great plan, Liz. Thank you. Um, I'm going to share some stats and then we're going to dive into DSP and TV here in a minute, team. According to eMarketer, connected or they call it connected streaming TV ad spend will be greater than linear TV's sustained double-digit decline. By 2025, streaming TV will be more than half of linear TV's ad spend. I mean, that's just a stack. I'm just going to pause there for a second. That's staggering. I mean, they've gone from zero to eating half of the spend that linear TV is doing. And linear TV has been around for a long time. We're talking 1950s. But it's early days. There are opportunities for smaller brands to jump in now and use TV if, as you two have said, as so long as they the brand has laid a good base with good product, with good reviews and good initial awareness. What's exciting for me, though, is the brands that do that, these smaller brands have an opportunity right now to become the next billion dollar brand jumping in and using some of this TV. If you wait until 2027, though, the old gatekeepers that were you know, roadblocks to having small brands move into TV in the old days are going to start to show show up because increased demand does what? It comes with higher fees for 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 uh, for the CTV as they're calling it. Getting a toehold in this space right now, I think, is mission critical. Um, so move quickly, brands. So let's talk about some of these opportunities. To me, Amazon DSP is the most exciting product service that's out there today. Amazon is the standard bearer for what's called retail media. In short, this is managing traffic that's already on a retail website to drive traffic to your product. However, DSP is so much more than that now. Colleen, 
Let's start with Thursday night football ads. Uh, in fact, today's Friday. I watched the Thursday night football game yesterday, and I was paying very close attention to the ads that were showing up on that game, and it was very interesting. What did you learn uh, and, and gain from the, the, the Thursday night football stuff that you saw on stage? Well, first of all, the, the volume of uh, impressions that you can get on a Thursday night football is just astonishing for an online streaming TV. I mean, it, they, the way they escalated and they grew that that program and that that platform, I think it's just impressive within such a short time frame. And one of the key takeaways, I think, and one of the key learnings is you can advertise same product to multiple people at the same time with different personalities because each one of them will want to see the product in in different ways and you can create custom creatives for that. So you can have a custom creative for a specific personality. You can have a different creative for a different personality because you can create multiple line items, which each one of them will target different audience. So you can have custom creatives. And that's one. Second would be you can target different products at the same time for different people within the same time slot because it's online. So not everyone is looking through the same pipe as old school will say, when you have the actual cable going into the TV, this is online. So it can go anything all at once at the same time. And it's just it's just astonishing how much data can be transferred at the same time within the same time slot for the ads. Liz, your creative team does this all the time. They'll go in, they'll take a look at the product, they'll identify who those personas are, those customer avatars are to help inform them on what to do. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, to be able to create multiple layers of copy, to speak to multiple audiences, target those specific audiences with the unique creative in the same time slot. I mean, crap. I mean, Don Draper from Mad Men would have killed for this, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I, it, it's a it's a historical moment in advertising. Like it's it's crazy. It's mind boggling to think about this. And yeah, Don Draper would have would have killed for it. I actually my daughter was had a 1230 dismissal from school today. And so she was home at like one o'clock and she turned on the TV and a, and a soap opera was on. And she was like, what is this? And I was like, it's a it's a soap opera. And then she got to Netflix or whatever. And she moved on. But I actually thought about it for a minute because she's not used to watching live TV, first of all. But, but second of all, I was like, soap opera, like if they're called that because it used to be how brands sold soap. <laughs> and because that, that, if you wanted to sell soap, you needed to sell it during during the day, during that one o'clock soap opera hour. And like thinking about this, it's like you you can split target your demographic all at once. And so like our, our my example of that from my past is we, Valentine's Day was a really big um, time of year for us. And we would um, have different catalogs that would go out. We would have a catalog that would go out to our male audience that was about buying a gift for your wife or girlfriend. Then we would have one that would go out to our female audience that was about selling to maybe you're buying for your daughter. Your, it's Valentine's Day and you want to get together with your friends and have a and have a like, pajama girls night out kind of a thing or girls night in. And now you can do that on TV. Like, how? Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's huge. It's huge. You know, it's funny. I... I now find myself, because audience targeting has become so good, that if I get served an ad that doesn't speak to me directly, I'm like, oh, I'm like annoyed by it, right? In the old days, uh, to hate, I hate to use marine examples. In the old days, these advertisers had to carpet bomb their audiences, right? But now it's laser targeted, right? You can really pick each segment directly. 
And I got to tell you, because of my reaction, when I get served an ad that doesn't speak to me, I know I'm not the only one that has that feeling, right? If if you're not doing this over the next two, three, five, ten years, I think you're going to get left behind, right? Clean, I'm, I'm, I looked at you when they said it on stage, and I still can't believe it, but it's true. This is what's happening. Another interesting point that Jay Marine, I, I saw Jay Marine's name, and I had to look back at my old emails from my previous business. He was actually one of my category managers in sporting goods back in the day when I was a seller. Now he's, a, he's of course, the big mocker at Prime Video Global Head of Sports. And it was very interesting to see the content on some of these ads. They both had the QR code and I don't have Fire TV. I'm a Roku customer, so I love Roku. Uh, no one can take it away from me. I've been using it for literally 15 years. But if you use the Fire TV app to watch streaming or your Thursday night football, clean, you can buy the product that you're looking at right from your remote. That's insane, right? Yes, indeed. Yeah, they integrated that with, uh, with the Amazon account and you can just scan it and add it to cart, instant buy. So yeah, it's streamlining shopping to the next level. And you know, Jay said it and he, he, he made a joke about it, connecting content to commerce. And then he had like this dramatic pause and he says, I'm just going to repeat that because it sounds so good. Connecting content to commerce. And that's exactly what's happening now. It is a totally new world. What an exciting time. I was very, very skeptical of TV advertising on streaming TV because to your to your point, Liz, your daughter was like, forget this. I'm not watching the soap opera. I don't want to watch these commercials so that you know they can sell me soap. I want to go watch the no commercials, Netflix, uh, my kids shows or whatever, right? And I, I was very skeptical that anyone would watch a TV ad. But then, you know, Amazon did something very tricky. One of my favorite shows is Bosch. And I watched all five or six of the first seasons on Prime Video. And then you know what they did? They moved it over to Freebie Clean. And they, it's the only way I could watch it. So I was like, oh, I've got to see this next season of Bosch. So I, they got me to watch television commercials on Freebie. What about this Freebie product? And um, do you anticipate that we're going to see more and more time dedicated to ads on these shows? Yeah, I think this is this is a kind of platform that a lot of the current streaming TVs are uh, streaming programs are gonna go moving forward. This kind of platform allows to create more custom content, and not just that, but it hooks the audience into viewing the program because everyone loves like the next. Everybody loves Bosch. Uh, episode of I, I, I don't want to call out any 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 specific program, but. Once you get hooked, you'll watch it. And once you'll watch it and ad, an ad comes up, then you'll, you'll watch the ad because there's an, you're not going to go away for 30 seconds or a minute. I think ultimately what's going to be very tricky as this will move forward, not to get to Thursday on ads from Amazon. I mean, what I'm saying is Amazon not to get to Thursday on ads. Like don't start pushing too many ads to the audience because at some point they will lose interest. So I think it's going to be up to them how much they're going to balance that out. But if they play it right, I think it's it's a very good winning hand for them in terms of how to insert advertising within something that nobody will skip it because there's no skip button. I love it. And look, like we talked about before, you got to set that base and you and and here's another thing that's really interesting, right? In terms of setting the base is there's so so many OLV, just online video 
advertising possibilities. And Colleen, you know, we've done some of this for clients where we say, go make us four or five different messages that that connect with you and your branding team, put a quick video together, maybe we'll edit it for them. And then we push and test all of them. And back to those days, the Rick Rick's day, Rick's heyday, right? When when he was collecting half a million dollar checks to do a production for a TV campaign, these are very low cost. You can get out in front of the audience that you need to, and you can test creative on video as another stair step before doing TV. But I, you know, I keep forgetting this in terms of Amazon. The Fire tablets are doing ads. I mean, do you do your kids use Fire tablets, Liz? Do they see the advertising there? I, I've forgotten about this. They, they reminded Colleen and I at the show. Yeah, you can do them on like the home screen too. I mean, there's a, there's a video, but there's also just the static ones on the home screen and it can be um, targeted to like they they know the demographic and the purchase behavior, all the data that Amazon has about the owner of that tablet and what profile you're logged into. So like you can lo- you can log into like I'm, like my daughter has a profile on the on the tablet and I do. So the ad will be customized to that to to me or to her. Again, lasers this is laser marketing right yeah. here, folks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I always forget just how many, it, it goes back to your headline, Liz. It, it, Amazon is no longer, uh, what was the exact language that you used? It's no longer just demand capture. It, um, it's demand generation. Like I, we, I used to caution people, like if, if somebody's not searching for that product, you probably don't want to want to sell it on Amazon, which that may still be true. But in terms of how you can advertise now, um, th- then then all of a sudden you can build your build that brand awareness or 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 the need for that product that previously there wasn't search volume for. Yeah, and 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 Colleen, what I love about your strategies here, I'm going to give us a shameless plug, is that we do have that stair step capabilities to take somebody from nowhere, get their traffic, get them going, start testing video, really move them into DSP and then set the stage for them to go big with something like TV. I mean, but but guess what? It's not just about video, it's not just about TV. DSP, which again, in my opinion, has the best first party data out there because why? Amazon knows what you buy. Amazon DSP is more than just driving sales to Amazon. Colleen, what else? What else does it do? Well, it can drive traffic outside of Amazon because Ultimately, DSP, it's an advertising platform that uses any website that is available out there. The level of inventory that DSP has at disposal is just huge. Like it, it includes Google. And that I think says something when there's a, a platform that includes Google and not Google, Google includes the platform. Well, I say, I, I think that says something about the inventory capabilities that DSP has. Um, and with that in mind, you can drive traffic anywhere you want. So it doesn't matter if you're driving traffic to an Amazon store or to any .com website that you own or to Shopify or anything else, as long as you have the right audience, as long as you have the right strategy, it will work because you can do demographic, you can do geo-targeting, you can, again, going back to how you can customize your audience and you can create overlapping and transform audiences into consumer profiles. So ultimately, you can go as laser-focused as you want or you can go as wide as you want depending on your strategy and what you're trying to achieve. And again, the whole full funnel strategy still works even outside of Amazon. It doesn't need to be only on Amazon because 
They have tags and different other ways of tracking sales. And ultimately, you can see everything from top to bottom, how it works and how you can drive it. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And one really interesting use case on stage at the show, Colleen, that I, one of my favorites was actually a concert company using DSP audiences first to drive audio ads through Amazon Music, then to geo-target a month before the concert was to happen in a city, display advertising through DSP to drive event traffic. And the numbers were pretty amazing. I don't I don't have those numbers in front of me, but I, it just reminds me that Amazon, Liz, it's the Amazon is is changing. It's not the same business it was 10 years ago. It really is. And you know, this conversation is really has me thinking about something else that's going to be changing or has to change. And it's brands that really are trying to uh, measure profitability uh, and and advertising efficiencies by channel um, and trying to say like, this is how my .com performs and here's my ad spend for my .com and my return on ad spend for my .com and my profitability for my .com. And that's over here on this side of my spreadsheet. And then over here, I have my Amazon channel and here's my ad spend for Amazon and my tacos for Amazon and here's how profitable Amazon is. The more of these advertising opportunities that, that brands start taking advantage of, and they should be, you're not going to be able to look at your spreadsheet like that anymore. You need to be looking at the entire business and your total media spend and your total revenue. And it's it's really a much more holistic approach. And people need to start adapting to that approach now if they haven't already, because you can't think about these channels as two separate siloed things anymore. Liz, we're going to let that be the final word because that is powerful. Uh, well said. Dogs and cats living together, an ad here, driving sales there. That's the new world. That's the new game. And I'm proud to have both of you on our team here at Avenue 7 to help us drive that understanding and that amazing growth to our clients here at Avenue 7. Folks, in the final analysis, you heard it from Liz. If you're only focused on the two-day prime event for two days, you're doing it wrong. Reach out to Avenue 7 if you need support, but you must, must stretch this event into a two-week event. It is an investment in your listing. It is an investment in future full price, higher margin sales. The evidence is clear. Also, it's early days in streaming TV. Build up your traffic now. Start stair-stepping yourself to being ready for TV advertising because five years from now, it's going to be a lot more expensive than it is right now. Establish that foothold with video and commercials and be ready for what's coming to be ready to be that next billion dollar brand. Don Draper would salivate over all the promise and opportunity of STV. And we feel lucky to be here at this moment in time to capitalize on these tools to help build the next billion dollar brands. If you'd like to learn more about how Avenue 7 can help your brand and you're ready to start growing and protecting your brand on Amazon with a team of experienced Amazon operators like Liz and Colleen, you can visit us at day2podcast.com. That's day2podcast.com. And lastly, if you know anyone else who would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. Thank you for listening and happy selling.